Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews. Kevin Durant would have had in the postseason last year, and that was based and created off of him. 
him. Well, you can see it's all smiles for the for the Nets, but Tyrese Maxey was having himself a night, Jalen Rose. It felt like his first couple of shots, he just could not miss. His confidence, it was off the charts. His confidence got so high last season, we were questioning whether he was their second best player mm. versus James Harden. And the great thing about his game, Malika, plays on the ball, plays off the ball, can shoot the three, and you see he got his float game as well. It was impressive, Rich. Yeah, we were talking last night, and it's just like, look, this kid is a coach's dream. He plays with a smile on his face. He gets better year in and year out. These are the type of young players that coaches, they don't want to give up on. They don't want to give other opportunities. They don't want to trade because you're like, these guys don't come along very, very often. Special young players that just want to play the game the right way and get better in every aspect. It seems like he's the perfect young star in this league. The 76ers, they win at 127-108. Let's focus in on the Nets because Doc Rivers is actually going to be joining the show in just a little bit, and we can zero in on the 76ers. What impressed you the most, Rich? Uh, about the 76ers or Brooklyn? Brooklyn. Oh, gee. Brooklyn. You know, I don't. I don't really get too much into the preseason, the past that he had. Like these are just the things that like people have forgotten about Ben Simmons. Yes, mm-hmm. we have focused on he doesn't shoot free throws well. We have focused on that he didn't shoot the ball late in fourth quarters in a playoff series two seasons ago. But we haven't talked about that he was up for defensive player of the year. We haven't talked about all of the transition opportunities, which is what the Nets were lacking. And if you look at their shooting, they got Joe Harris back. You got so much talent around him that he won't even need to shoot on this team, which is very different than what his role would have been in Philly. Oh, we got to hit the brakes there. We go get, let me get back to won't need to shoot stuff. That's a J&J Everybody playing basketball today. on the perimeter is going to need to make shots late in games or the ball is going to get funneled to them. You know that, yeah. and you know that. The thing that stood out to me is that he's healthy, mm-hmm. and that I saw a smile on his face. Yeah. For the last almost two years, in theory, he's been away from the game that he loves, his name has been assassinated, and the last memory we really saw him playing right. was against the Hawks, where he struggled mightily, in particular, in the fourth quarter. But then, the other thing that stands out to me is on this team, he isn't required to do two things. One, be the second best player. Now he's the third best player, and I think he fits that role great. And the other thing, he doesn't have to be the quote-unquote point guard. Mm. That's the key. So now he's not at the top of the floor. He's going to be on the wing in the half court. He's going to be on the baseline. He's going to be a screener, and now he's going to be more of a finisher. Right, and just listening to him talk after the game, you could tell how much joy he had just to be back on the floor. I want to bring in someone who had a front row seat to that game last night. We have a very special guest joining us here on NBA Today. It is Sixers coach Doc Rivers. Doc, as always, it is great. Great to have you here on NBA Today. What's up, everyone? How's everyone doing? We're doing just fine. I know that that Jalen and Rich have some questions for you as well, but I'm going to get us started because fans, we were just talking about it. They were so excited to see Ben Simmons, but I thought it was the Tyrese Maxey show last night. And it's not hard to imagine Maxey with the gains that he's made year over year, right, in a role like Tyler Hero where he's cemented in the six-man-of-the-year conversation. But how much do you see him in that role versus starting alongside James Harden? Yeah, I see him as a starter, uh, though, you know, Max could come off the bench as well. He's just, he's a terrific player. Uh, Great speed. I think the most underrated part of his game is his shot. 
Uh, he clearly has speed and can finish, but the, the kid can shoot the ball as well. So I think you saw all that last night. Yeah, we saw it all on full display, particularly his shooting to open up. But you, you've been a coach in this league for decades, Doc. You've faced players that you once coached many times. Last night was no different. But given the amount of scrutiny around the entire Ben Simmons situation, how can you describe last night's experience watching him return? I really didn't watch him. I was watching our guys, to be honest. Having said that, no, listen, I want him to do well, but he's no longer a sixer, mm. so I've completely moved on from it. Ooh, exclamation point, OG. I ain't mad at you at all. So I ain't going to ask a follow-up Ben Simmons question. I'm going to ask <laughs> you, you about I mean, I don't, I don't really mind. I want the kid to do well. I mean, he, he did well no for doubt. me, as you said. He was a defensive player year candidate and was having a great year. Uh, but uh, I have to worry about my own team right now, and that's what I'm focused on. Here's what I want to ask you about. I believe Sam Cassell deserves a head coaching job. What are your thoughts? Clearly, I believe that. that mm. you, you guys need to say it more. I say it more. I make calls. Uh, Sam has a beautiful basketball mind mm. and absolutely deserves to be a head coach. Mm, absolutely. Two S's, two L's. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about your squad since, as you said, you really want to focus in on them. Joel Embiid, James Harden, we haven't actually seen them in preseason action yet. Can you just share with us maybe – Two adjectives to describe what you're seeing first from James Harden heading into this season. Really both of them. I, I try to use them both. I mean, dynamic together. Um, mm. no, people forget in the 24 games that we played last year, James and Joel were the number one pick and roll duel in the NBA. Uh, that's only going to get better for us. Uh, James has come back in great condition. Uh, and they're getting used and better at playing with each other. They were number one last year in the pick and roll, uh, where we didn't have enough time, we didn't have camp, we didn't have anything. This year, James is in better shape, Joel's in better shape, they know each other better, and more importantly, we put the right role players around them. Uh, so I like the combination, love the combination. Mm. Coach Richard Jefferson here. Uh, first of all, you talked about James Harden being in better shape. A lot was made last year of that lack of burst to get past that first defender. Mm. You've had the first eyes on him. You've talked about his conditioning. Obviously, he had transitioned a lot of teams over the past few years. Do you see that burst back? They already had, You already had the number one pick and roll, like you said, in those 24 games. Do you think that there's room to improve off of that with his new found uh, conditioning? Yeah, I do. I just think not only conditioning, just – you know, Richard, you've moved around the league. Both of you guys have. Uh, getting comfortable with your teammates takes a little bit. Um, starting to know the nuances just take a little bit. And I think you see James's speed back, but more importantly, you see his feel back as far as playing with everybody. Mm. Well, let's stick with James Harden then, because I'd like to run back this clip of you and him mic'd up at practice last week. Let's just take a listen together. Y'all got to get a communication where y'all listen to each other, right? If you want it, like I thought that last three or four times you wanted it. We got to get you in what you want. Like you can't just say you're a facilitator. I need you to be a scorer and a facilitator. And it's going to take time figuring it out. But we need you to be the aggressive James that you were those last five minutes. And it's going to come. It's going to take a while. But when it clicks, James, we're going to be unbeatable. Unbeatable. See, for us at NBA Today, that, that was awesome. I was fascinated by it because I rarely get to see those types of interactions. I know Jalen's had them. I know Richard's had them with coaches. But can you tell us a little bit more about what you need to see to believe you're coaching that unbeatable team, like you said? 
Yeah, I just didn't want James because I think we've talked so much about him being a facilitator. We even mm. started to show off. But I need him to be James Harden, too. Um, you know, if I had to combine, I would say a scoring Magic Johnson. I don't know. You guys come up with something. Uh, <laughs> but but that's what I want him to be. I don't want him to think that he's just – I want him to be a James Harden. But in that, I want him to also – be the facilitator of this basketball team too so in a lot of ways his role is growing bigger uh for our team and i, I just want him to keep thinking do both the east has been a revolving door coach the last few years we've seen the raptors the heat the bucks and the celtics each win it what are your expectations for this year's team in philly well i hope it keeps being revolving door then that then it's our turn you know uh <laughs> You know, listen, I love our team. I really do. And I also respect the other teams. Boston's going to be tough. Um, Milwaukee, I think, is the team that everyone keeps forgetting. Especially mm. Malika. She always forgets Milwaukee. <laughs> that's uh, me. I mean, I don't know what that's about. Uh, but, I mean, I'm joking. There's a lot of good teams in the East. We're one of them. Uh, and we like where we're at. Well, I like where Milwaukee's at. Just kidding, Doc. We like where the Sixers are at. We appreciate you spending some time with us here on NBA Today. We will see you down the road. Y'all got a squad. Season. Good luck, Coach. Both with uh, in Philadelphia Congrats and in Washington. Well. Get a job. <laughs> Thank you so much, Doc. We really appreciate your time. We still have a lot to come, though, on NBA Today because Ben Simmons, he wasn't the only one to return to action last night. Kawhi Leonard, Dame Lillard, they are back. So we're going to check in on that game and the Lakers' preseason debut after this. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to NBA Today. The countdown is on. We're 14 days, just two weeks away from the 2022-23 season. It will officially be underway and from 14 days to 14 months because that is how long it took for Kawhi Leonard to get cleared for five-on-five basketball activities that was following his ACL surgery last July. And then last night, he finally took the floor as the Clippers they faced off against the Blazers in Seattle. Also, the return of Damian Lillard. There he is. 
Kawhi Leonard, we got to see him in the first half. That's when Ty Lue decided to play his starters in this game in Seattle, Rich. Yeah, look, getting Kawhi back, you got Dame Lillard back. I just am glad to see him on the floor, and I know a lot of people are picking the Clippers as that like sneaky pick, a sneaky favorite to win championship. I'm sorry, I still am one of those people that believe that Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers they have something to prove before I start saying that they are an NBA contender. Oh, yeah. So you're talking about people like me who have them in the Western Conference Finals right now? Yes, yes, 100%. I have them there, Malika, right now. Well, particularly when they have John Wall and he's healthy, when they have Paul George playing the way he was, then you can see Damian Lillard. He is not afraid to hit the floor, getting back up to Dame speed on Dame time. It's great to see Dame back. When he's healthy, he's one of the top players in the league. But again, Kawhi Leonard, he's going to drive the championship aspirations of the Clippers. Well, particularly when Reggie Jackson is dishing and diving like that, and you can have a finisher. And look who loves it. It's Steve Ballmer. I'm not even going to try to do a Steve no, Ballmer no, impression no because I don't, have, I don't have the energy that he does. Mm. I mean, what the Clippers were doing last night, it, it seems like Clippers fans, I'm with Jalen, they should feel pretty good heading into the season. But let's see how they felt after to the game. I mean, the body feels good. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to be playing 35 minutes, 38 minutes to start. Um, so it's going to be a little shaky early, probably. Um, but like I said, it, it's a journey. It's a process. So, and that's what I'm about. Back here with Jalen Richard and welcoming in Zach Lowe. So Zach, let's start with you here. What was your first impression of seeing Kawhi Leonard last night? Did Richard say they're a sneaky contender Get to make low. the finals? RJ, there is, there is nothing, nothing sneaky about the Los Angeles Clippers. Kawhi Leonard looked pretty much like Kawhi Leonard. This is the deepest team in the NBA, and I've said it before. This is the biggest year in the history of the Clippers mm. franchise. This is year four of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. It feels like yesterday that the literal earthquake happened upon the signing. It's year Four. They already broke the Clippers' curse of getting through the conference finals. That monkey is off their back. It's time, and I don't think there's anything sneaky about them. I think Clippers, Warriors, Nuggets are the class of the West. Any of those three teams and several others have a shot too. Suns, Wolves, Mavs, on and on. But those three, I think, start at the top. And the Clippers, they can go five out. They can switch everything. They've got shooting and defense galore. If it's not this year, when is it going to be? I don't know when it's going to be, but this is why I'm a little apprehensive about saying the Clippers are my favorite. I'm going to go down the list. One, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, they were both on that team that was down, that, that was up 3-1. And ultimately, we talked about Paul George and how, how his poor performance, that Kawhi Leonard was there also. Then when we talk about, look, they have a two-time finals MVP. Well, We've seen other finals MVPs be criticized, and I'm not trying to criticize Kawhi Leonard by any means. This mm. man is an all-time great. But he was not the number one guy on that San Antonio team. Fast forward to Toronto. He had one of the most epic runs that you could ever have as a player. And if it wasn't for two of the 75 greatest NBA players of all time, and yes, I'm including Klay Thompson in the 75 greatest, I don't think that they win. So that's not to, to, that's not to, to minimize his accomplishments. It's to say that as a leader, from start to finish, in my opinion, Kawhi Leonard has not led a team through an entire postseason and on top of it, his health. That is something that I am personally concerned about and I'm wishing positive for, but there's just too many of those little things that when I look at this Clipper organization, I still think that they have to prove something to me and that's players on down. Zach, I, I know that I could see you in a side monitor waving your hands. It was the things that Richard was saying. How do you feel about that? 
You know, we're talking about the 2014 Spurs. We're talking about the bubble still. The Clippers didn't want to be in the bubble. The bubble's over. RJ's right. The bubble was embarrassing. What happened to them there was embarrassing. It's a whole different team. We're going to sit here and discredit. Kawhi Leonard's never led a team to a championship? What are we doing, man? Did you see it? Yeah, I know Durant got hurt and Klay Thompson got hurt. The Warriors weren't the Warriors, the super team Warriors anymore. You see what that dude did against Philly in the playoffs, against Golden State in the playoffs, against the Bucks in the playoffs, against Dallas and Luka in the playoffs. I know those were first round series against Dallas. This guy is an absolute killer. If he's healthy, they're as good as anyone in the NBA. And he played for Steve Fisher in San Diego State. <laughs> okay. Let me just tell you okay. something. Okay. Okay. Obviously. Okay. Obviously. Okay. You, you proceed to say why you're not doubting Kawhi, but then you give all of the reasons why you're doubting Kawhi. I'm saying, I said no, something okay. to prove okay. right right, Hold on. You questioned him as a leader. You said he wasn't the guy for the Spurs. You said he only won because of the two of the top five, top 75 weren't playing. And then you said they lost a 3-1 lead in the bubble. The pass don't matter. Okay. When Kawhi Leonard is healthy, he one of the top three players in the game. Agreed. The last time I was on the show, we did a list of who's the best players, and he was like 12th. That was a joke. Kawhi Leonard is the only player besides Michael Jordan and Akeem Olajuwon to be defensive player of the year. And finals MVP, Richard Jefferson. He's back healthy, and they're deeper. Covington, Powell, PG. He don't have to play 82 games. John Wall motivated. Kawhi's not going to play on the sideline. Kawhi's not going to play 70 games, and that's put, he doesn't need that, to. Oh, okay, he won't Who need cares? to. Uh, uh, well, the Clippers, the Clippers need to. The Clippers need that type of force, in my opinion. You need an 82 game season, not 82. I'm talking about like playing. I'm talking about that type of focus from their entire organization for 82 to finish in the top one, two, or three, and make sure that they have home court, and then they have to be healthy and playing well down the stretch. To me, there's just a lot more questions before I say that they are the favorite. Uh, I know that this is an NBA show and this is a tantalizing conversation, but we are going to need to check in when this is what happens, when history is possibly going to be made. Arlington, Texas and Aaron Judge's pursuit of the American League home run record. Let's go out to Globe Field. What? Yeah. To me, this is just the part of people at the Yes. Shout out my people at the Yes in. Network. You manufactured a run. So, barring a double play here, we will see Judge this inning as Higashioka digs in, runner on first. And there's We're a strike. A little early, I see. <laughs> okay. If, what does it say if you're on time, you're late? Yeah. Yeah. Who is this guy? Yeah. If you're on time, you're That's late. when you're a young player. Well, for those of us that actually watch baseball exactly when it's not Oswald historic, yeah. you're right about timing this. This is about to take another five minutes before he bats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, watch, this is going to be one of those 23 pitches at bats. <laughs> Well, we have seen in, in games recently, though, that people on both sides of Aaron Judge have being. He's a giant human being. How about this is going to be the seventh most home runs ever hit in the season at 62? I'm not going to ignore Barry Bonds. He's the greatest baseball player I've ever seen with my own two yeah. eyes. In the playoff game, he got walked with the bases loaded. <laughs> 
Okay, the year he hit 73, they was walk. He broke the walks record as well. Right. Put some respect on Barry Bonds' name. Well, now he's actually coming to the plate. So we, we brought it back to studio just for you, but we okay, can check thanks. in one I more time. I carry a bat on the day <laughs> okay, for a reason. Okay. Okay. Well, what's, what's the bet? What's the bet? I got a hundred that he gets a hit, not a home run. See, we need him to get a home run while we're live so we can get the live reaction. Aaron Judge's chase for 62. He's 0 for 2 so far in this game. A ground ball to short and a fly ball to right. Runner at first, two men out. Yankees lead 3 2, top of the fifth inning. Gray deals. Fastball up and in. 1 0. at first. One-two count on Judge. And the pitch outside, two and two. Gray goes to the rosin bag. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Judge at 61 home runs. it away for the final out. But the Yankees take the lead. One run, two hits, and one man left on base at the end of four. And and we will check Yankees in three. again on Aaron Judge as the show continues. But when we come back, we're going to celebrate the returns some more because it has been over 500 days since we've seen Zion Williamson on the court. We check in on what we can expect from him on the other side of this break. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, 
visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'm a competitor, so when I'm on the court, I'm not thinking about, let me lay this ball in. I'm thinking about putting that person through the rim. Can I just say, I can't wait to see him throw down like that again. And tonight, he's going to be back on display when the Pelicans face the Bulls. But you guys remember the last time that we saw him on a basketball court? It was May 4th of 2021. It was against the Warriors. It's been 518 days since that day. And Zion has established himself as one of the best inside scorers in the game. His 20.3 points in the paint per game in 2021 were the most by any player in a season since Shaq in 2000 when he won MVP. And Zion has already made some history. He's averaged over 25 points, 60% from the field over his first two seasons, right? He's the only player in NBA history to do this over any two season span. So for a little bit more on Zion's return to the court, we are joined by our Pelicans reporter, Andrew Lopez. Andrew, I know you spent a few minutes with Zion actually one-on-one to at shoot around. How was he feeling heading into tonight's game against the Bulls? Well, he told me he, he wants to try and treat this just like it's any other game. He said, okay, it's a preseason game. I'll come out, get a little bit of work in, and that'll be it. But then he looks at his phone, he looks at social media, and he realizes, man, it's really been a long time since mm. he's been out there on the court. So I, I asked him, how does he stay grounded in this situation? He says he goes back to what his mom tells him. Just be Zion and remember who he is. Just be Zion, remember who he is. But I know fans are hoping that part of who he is that shows up is that thunderous dunk that we've all come to love. How much, though, are we going to see of him in tonight's game, Andrew? Pelicans coach Willie Green told us he expects to play as starters around 20 minutes Mm. or so tonight. Now, I don't know if Brandon Ingram will be out there, so we don't see that starting five just yet, but... Uh, I'd say around, you know, 20, 22 minutes is the target area uh, for Zion and the rest of the guys tonight. Well, and that seems to be on pace with what we've been seeing for other starters around the league. Andrew Lopez, enjoy the game. We will check in with you after that game is at 930 on TNT. And Zion, he went number one overall in 2019, but you know who he was followed by? He was followed by Ja Morant, who was in action last night against this year's number one pick, Paolo Bancaro. So let's check in on that game, Richard. Yeah, I feel like there's a number one pick every year. Jeez. And so, look. 
Look, the Euro step with the lefty finish. Look, Ja is going to dominate the paint because that's what he does. One of the best at getting into the paint, especially for his size. There's a number one pick every year. There's a number two pick every year. But guess what? There's not always a number two pick that can do this. A 360 duck in game, Jalen. And the thing about Ja is I appreciate how his game is off schedule. And mm. what I mean by that is each time he performs, it's not, it doesn't look like a drill. Like he didn't wake up yesterday knowing he was going to get that steal. Mm -mm. He smiled and did a 360 with two hands. Yeah, that's just nasty. So he's a 6'3 guard. Exactly. That's just nasty. He's doing the reverse. Turning in it. Come on, man. Yeah, come Stop. on now. Oh, oh, big I boy. I like that. That's big how you boy. do it, young fella. Another a number one pick, like you mentioned. Memphis is going to be a problem. Paolo Bencaro is going to be a whole lot of fun to watch. And Him. tonight on ESPN2, the top two prospects. Richard, did you know that there, there's going to be a 2023? Yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, it's Victor Wimbin by by by. Yep, that you almost I'm there. Victor Wimbenyama will take on Scoot Henderson. And yesterday, did you guys hear this? Victor had this to say about Scoot. In part, quote, "He's a really great player. If I was never born, I think he would deserve the first Oh wow! Spot. What is it? What's the saying, Richard? What? Well, stay petty. You know, if you if you stay petty, you don't have to get petty. There you go. Well, the magnitude of tonight's game is not lost on the French star. In terms of uh, recognition, you know, worldwide, this is, I think, yeah, this has got to be the biggest game I'm playing in my life. But I'm just, right now, I'm, I'm just curious to know how it's going, how it's going to go, because we're uh, an overseas team and we're playing against an NBA team with NBA rules, NBA court. So this is really going to be a, a first time for me. It's never too early to start studying the next class, Rich. So here's the most recent <laughs> mock draft, according to our Jonathan Gavodi. Wen Banyama and Scoot Henderson are the top two projected picks. And then Amen Thompson, Nick Smith, and Cameron Whitmore round out the top five. They're not going to be on the homework. They'll be on the homework I give you. Okay, here we go. Coming up on NBA Today with Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. back, Richard and Jalen, they're going to rank the league's best big threes. This is going to get interesting, fellas. No, it's not. Welcome back to NBA Today. The Lakers, they were in action for their first preseason game against the Kings last night. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, they took the floor under head coach Darvin Ham for the first time. And in the first half, we, we saw a good amount of their starters here, Rich, and got yeah. a little chance to see what Anthony Davis can do. Yeah, they've been talking a lot more about Anthony Davis being the focal point on the offense. And look, they've got the talent. It's just a matter of whether or not Darvin Ham and these veterans can bring this chemistry together. Jalen, what stood out to you from the Lakers last night? The health of Anthony Davis is going to be the key to their season. And the depth of adding Patrick Beverly in the backcourt. They also added Dennis Schroeder. I think that's going to give them some defensive tenacity and well-needed speed. Russell Westbrook, I know there was a lot of questions about how he was going to look with the Lakers. You can see there, dishing out to Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis shooting threes. That was a big key for them a couple years ago. Oh, it was huge. Look, this is a man that hit game winners in the postseason, like knocking down threes, and then shot, what, 17% last year from three? That made the floor even smaller. It highlighted Russell Westbrook's inability to shoot even more. So he's got to be able to knock down shots to open up the floor. But as we just saw in that play, it's the defensive side of the ball that there's some questions for the Lakers, not Anthony Davis as once again, he hits a three. Yeah, knock it down. Look, the defense, that's what made them a 2020 champion was their defense. So the Kings walk away with a dominant win, but it's a preseason, so we can't take too much. You can't make too much out of any individual preseason game. But Zach, what were you looking at in this one? Anthony Davis jump shots. As you mm. said, Malika, that was a key 
to their championship run. And I've said before, I think we're getting an Anthony Davis vengeance season. He's going to have to provide a little bit of spacing if Russ is going to play with the starters. Defensively, he's got to be at his peak for him to have any chance to get into the inner circle of contenders. But for me, it's LeBron and AD. They're knowns. We know what they're going to be. The rest of the team is a big, giant question mark outside of Pat Beverly, who I think is a great fit. So we'll see how they go. It's one preseason game. So I'm going to say the quiet thing out loud. If Russ is still on the team, I think to maximize his ability, because Russ is still a very productive player, 18-7-7 mm-hmm. seven and seven last year. But when you're making the kind of money he makes in this situation, people are going to judge him by salary more than his game. I think to maximize everybody's game, including LeBron and ADs, would be ultimately to bring Russ off the bench. Mm. Because now he gets to be Amen. ball dominant with a second unit. And when he gets up off of the bench, you know what's going to happen in the arena? Everybody's going to clap. And he's going to energize the arena as a reserve. Mm. With him as a starter and spotting up and playing off the ball, and LeBron, of course, needs the ball. Of course, AD needs the ball. It's not going to maximize his game. Well, we know that Russ, he enjoys having the ball in his hands. We are going to see the Lakers in action from Las Vegas later this week. But if you would like a little bit more on the Lakers before then, Hulu's 10-part series, Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers, it is streaming now with new episodes released every Monday. The first eight are available to watch whenever you want. And you can see episode six tonight at 845 Eastern. Coverage begins with a very special edition of NBA Today tonight at 830. Speaking of returns, let's keep it going. It has been 539 days since we last saw Jamal Murray in an action and last night he was back. So let's take a look at the highlights here. Jamal, Nikola Jokic. That's the spot he loves, Richard. Yes, it's good to have him back. This man's been putting in the work. And look, after his bubble performance, a slow start to the next season, then an injury, and then we haven't seen him. But he is one of the next up-and-comers to me. He he has the talent to be an all-star in the next two seasons. Well, he muscles his way in there, makes it look easy, certainly looks healthy. And then a few possessions later here, the Nuggets are down six. Murray spots up, knocks it down over Josh Giddy. He's starting to look like his old self here, Jalen. One of the smoothest operators in the league as it relates to playing offensive basketball. Can shoot the three, catch and shoot, can post up. Having him healthy with the back-to-back MVP, the Joker. Hopefully Michael Porter Jr. can stay healthy. Watch out for the Nuggets. Well, that's another big piece for them, right? It's Michael Porter Jr., but the crowd loves it. When Jamal Murray hits that shot, ooh, tough one, falling away at the buzzer, letting everybody know, you know what? I am back. We finally had the Nuggets big three together on the court. This team, you guys remember, they won 48 Mm -hmm. games last season, and that was just with Joker. So I want to bring Zach back into this discussion here. What are your expectations for them now with everybody back, Zach? To be among the five or six best teams in the NBA and compete for the championship, period. Mm -hmm. They were in the conference finals in 2020. I see no reason other than the great competition around them that they shouldn't be right back there this year. Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, one of the most beautiful two-man games in the league and big for Denver. With Jamal Murray back, Jokic doesn't have to do absolutely everything on offense and be exhausted by the time they get to the playoffs in April and May. He can offload some of that to Murray. Michael Porter Jr., if healthy, is a perfect fit. Contavious Caldwell-Pope mm. and Bruce Brown. Yes. Keep an eye on those guys. Wing defense, switchability, cutting. The Nuggets have a lot of versatility. They can play four really good defenders around Jokic. 
if need be. Look, they have everything they need. This is the best team of the Jokic era. They are fully loaded to make a championship run. People don't think of them as a championship level team. Mm. They were dominant after they acquired Aaron Gordon before Jamal Murray got hurt two years ago. I think they're right at the top of the league in that same mix with Clippers, Warriors, Bucks. Celtics. I absolutely agree, and certainly near the top of the West. And they are a deep team. You mentioned Bruce Brown. They also have Jeff Green. I mean, when you're looking at them, not only do they have depth, but they also have the stars. But in this league, we know that stars rule the day. So I need Richard and Jalen to join us here because a healthy Nuggets big three, <laughs> right? They're pretty dangerous. But give us your top five big threes in the NBA right now. Richard, I want to start with you. Well, look, I, I can't I, wait to see this. I got I, my popcorn ready. I, I've, been, I've been making this up. I hope you enjoy your popcorn as we go. Now, look. There's a difference between your three best players and a big three. Freak. A big three is Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, James Worthy. Yes. A big three is Michael, Scotty, and, and Dennis Rodman, yes. LeBron, Chris Bach. We can't just say, oh, a big three. So, again, when we're going to talk about the big threes, look, Lakers, we know there's a lot of questions. I can't give them higher because you got the two studs, Russell Westbrook. We're still trying to figure out where he falls in line with them. After that, to me, it's a little sneaky, right? Because I think Anthony Edwards is going to be an all-star this year. We saw what Cat did last year. I know he's got some health Man problems. Child. But by the end of the season, I believe he's going to be an all-NBA quality player. And then they added Rudy Gobert. You add that guy defensively what he's able to do. He's a high-level impact player. Now, the Boston Celtics. This one's a little, look, you got Jalen, you, you got Jason Tatum, but Marcus Smart, to me, he is that guy that makes them a big three because he is a defensive player of the year. And here on NBA Today, we count defense as a high-impact position. We're now, four. Warriors, defending champions. I love these guys. They, they're, they're a little bit, you know, it's like because Klay Thompson, will he reach all-NBA status? Will he reach an all-star game? I believe he will if they don't, like, make him very, very cautious at the beginning of the year, not playing him too much sitting him out games. I believe that Klay Thompson has the ability to get back to the All-Star game. To me, still, the top three, if you had to pick any top three right now, pushing in the same direction with continuity, with championship uh, pedigree, it is the Milwaukee Bucks. If not for the injury to uh, Chris Middleton, I truly believe that that team would have been in the NBA Finals, and I don't know how it would have ended. I'm not going to disrespect the Golden State Warriors. They still would have come out on top, but I know that would have been a much better matchup to see than the Boston Celtics. All right, so no Nets in this, uh, no Sixers in this. I got some popcorn, too. Cheers. cheers. How am I working? No, I, no, I'm no, good. Like, I can't. No, 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 I, I started coughing well, and stuff. Our, our physique is we're, we're yeah, built. Yeah, I just, you know, I'm trying to say. All right. We got to talk about this top five. Okay, let's, let's talk about it. Here we go. Okay. Do you still work with the Nets? Um, I hope so. <laughs> okay. Because who did we lead the show with? Brooklyn. We led the show with them for a reason. Because they have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons. Of course, they're better big three than this. You you gave a reason by saying they don't even have a big three. These guys won a championship. The mm. two on for the Lakers, their two guys have won a championship while they were there. LeBron James, Anthony Davis. I understand it was two years ago. I'm not two saying two guys that. won the championship. That's fair. Okay. That's why I said they're here back at the bottom. Their third guy, who is an MVP, mm -hmm. and Russell Westbrook, he is not really acclimated to the Lakers system. That's why I think they're here. But like you said, you also said. 17, 7, and 7. Yes. Right? Those are very, very good numbers. All right, I got one more question okay, for you, okay. my brother. Great list. What about Phoenix? What? 
What? I'm just asking. What about DeAndre, him? DeAndre Ayton doesn't even want to be there right now. With all due respect, okay. all right. he's a professional. He's going to do what he needs to do. But we he's can't say, is there one team that is all pushing in the same direction? These guys are pushing in the same direction. They got some coaches' situation. These guys are pushing in the same direction. They're a dynasty. Mm. And these guys are pushing in the same direction. If it wasn't for an injury, well, they were the defending champions. Let's and talk about the people who are pushing in the same direction then. Because I, that's, I, I want to focus on what we can all agree on. And that is the Milwaukee Bucks. You want to see if I can? I don't think that was nice. This I'm is nice of. as a Milwaukee Bucks. I know Zach Lowe is going to be excited for this hey, topic hey, because he says, nope. hey, Doc Rivers, tune in for this one. What do you make of the Kevin Durant sound? Let's see what happens when the games start. And I'm just going to end with a plea. Can we please talk about the Bucks once? The Milwaukee Bucks are just sitting over in Milwaukee with their feet up on the table like, oh, you guys have your nice little drama, your trade requests, your coaching crises. We'll just be over here. Oh, what's son of Giannis? Nobody talks about us. We only have the best player in the entire world. He's coming for everybody. Oh, no more of this. No more of this. Bucks, Bucks, Bucks. Giannis downhill. All right, Zach, you asked for it. Doc Rivers demanded it. So here we are. We are talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. We good? Are you ready? Yes. All right. All right, let's do it because <laughs> NBA.com's GM poll has been released. And who do they think is hoisting the Larry O'Brien Trophy? Well, let me tell you, Zach, you're not alone. Oh, imagine that. 43% of general managers believe that the Bucks will win the title, followed by the Warriors, the Clippers, the Celtics. Zach, why do you and so many GMs see them as championship favorites? You know, we just did the big three thing. We spent 90% of this segment talking about the Lakers' big three, even though Jalen was like one of them needs to come off the bench because he's not a good fit with the other two. Then the Nets' big three, who have played zero seconds of real basketball together, two of whom have done nothing helpful in over a year. Finally, we get to the Bucks, who rightfully ranked number one. They have the best player in the world. They took the Celtics to seven without their most important ball handler. If there's one criticism, one worry, it's that the supporting cast around those big three trends a little bit old. You a little bit nervous, but I still think they have enough with Bobby Portis, Pat Connaughton, Grayson Allen, Javon Carter, George Hill, Wes Matthews. I think there's enough there. I know they have some internal interest mm. in Jay Crowder. Nothing has really happened there. So they're still looking around for kind of a P.J. Tucker replacement to beef up their lineups with Giannis at center. But look, I just know Giannis is the best guy. I think they're hungry after last year. And I think he's coming for everybody in his way this year. Well, if you didn't already believe that Giannis is the best guy, take a listen to him this morning on Sirius XM Radio. It takes more than skills to be great. That's what people don't understand. Yeah. You can be the most skillful person on earth, still don't make the NBA. The NBA is not about skills. It takes way more to be. Consistency. LeBron James, 20 years in the league. When you think about LeBron, you think about consistency. He's been great for 20 years. Think about MJ, Edge, about getting better, obsession, Kobe, obsession, Steph, 
KD, like, man, it's not just skills, man. People think he's not just skills. Well, and he goes on to say in that that he doesn't believe that he's the most skilled player in the NBA. He thinks his passing is underrated, but it's that what's up here. It's that drive that he has that separates him from the pack. Jalen, what do you think of that? Well, I always talk about their players in the league based on their skill or their will. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when you are an all-time great player like Giannis, you can combine both and mask your weaknesses to be as dominant as he is. Well, and we all expect to see that dominance on absolutely full Ooh. display this season. The Bucks, the general managers are the favorites. I think we had some skill. Or, was this skill or will, Rich? Oh, man, I had to get low <laughs> for it, though. I had to get low. Hey, that's... Uh, let's go. Here we go. Like, look at this. That's more for Jay than Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.